Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything entertainment at My Talk 1071. Streaming live and doing everything entertainment. I just said that at my1071.com. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Donna Valentine is in the hallway. In just a few moments, we have a very special uh interview for you it's an interview that we did uh yesterday we made human contact with one of our chris's because you'll remember holly we're celebrating the 12 days of chris's we sure are and we were able to secure an interview with one of the people we've highlighted thus far one of our chris's yes, yes. and colleen i think we have that audio ready, do we not? I hope we do. We will see what that sounds like when we talk to Christopher Knight. Yeah! Yes! Brady Bunch. Thank you uh, for joining us on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, it's my it's my pleasure. Happy holidays. So, Christopher, I don't know if you know this, but all week long we have been celebrating 12 days of Chris's. Every day we celebrate the work of one particularly hot Chris and you, Christopher Knight. We're day three. Uh, oh, day three. No, oh, actually, day no. Two. I'm sorry. You were day two. Day two. Yes. Oh, even even more uh, uh, appealing. <laughs> uh, I think it's very, very creative. I did hear, I hear wind of, uh, of the 12 days of Chris's. And uh, so I'm quite honored. It, it, it's really hard to turn that down. So, well, we are super glad you are literally the first Chris we've made contact with. We've had uh, what was today, Colleen? Four. Yes. Yep. And so we've only talked to one Chris. You're literally the first Chris. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to chat with us. Now, here's what I want you to understand. You're Christopher my favorite Knight. Chris. You're my favorite Chris. Now, Colleen Lindstrom. <laughs> Is a huge zip it over there. I can't. Colleen Lindstrom is a huge Christopher Knight fan for a number of reasons. We'll get to them, but chief among them because you were on the Brady Bunch and you are actually, truth be told, the second cast member from the Brady Bunch that has now been on our show. This summer we had the chance of meeting none other uh, than your big brother, Barry Williams. So I heard. How did that go? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know because I was out of body, similar to how I feel right now. Because well, I need to know, Colleen, uh, were you a, a Greg fan or were you a Peter fan? Okay, I'm really glad you asked that because I'm going to tell you the real honest-to-God truth is I was, when I was watching the Brady Bunch, when I started watching the Brady Bunch, I was closer to Peter's age at the time. So I kind of split my attention between Greg and Peter. So, um, but I'm, you know, I'm comfortable saying right now, um, as an adult, I became more of a Peter fan. (laughs) 
Well, like a fine wine. Yes. Uh, better with age. Exactly. Well, and not only that. I have to say your taste improved. <laughs> it absolutely did. And I will say that you became quite the fan of, or I should say, we uh, the room came, became quite the fan of Christopher Knight after we viewed a particular commercial of yourself advertising your uh, beautiful furniture line. It was the one, do you remember the one where you roll over in bed? <laughs> The sexy bed shot. It yes. was fantastic. That was winner hands I, down. I am glad you enjoyed it. I'm not sure <laughs> it is being consumed the, the way we had intended. <laughs> now, the other thing, Christopher Knight, you need to know is Colleen, not only was your fan on The Brady Bunch, but she was also a huge fan of your later television work. The and- surreal life, man. I lived yeah, that. that. It was, that was wasn't fun. it? That was the wildest 12 days of my life, yeah. I can't believe it was only 12 days of your life. Because yeah, because it seemed like living it, it was, it was at least six months. And, it's, and watching it, it felt like six months. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was difficult. I mean, it's really difficult to be an adult not really knowing what you're doing the next day. I, I, you, right. You just assume, we assume, assumed that responsibility when we became an adult that every day we wake up we we are more or less are choosing to do what we're doing uh, and we we've left that the home and the mom and the realization that we never had as a child that there's nothing I'm doing in a day that I want to do it's all what my mom wanted me right to four years old <laughs> but someone being a four-year-old again in a 40-year-old body doesn't it doesn't fit as well right well i have to say i mean i'm slightly giddy here and possibly a a little mm, starstruck shall we say um but i have to ask you because i i want to know this from everybody i ever speak to that has ever had anything to do with the brady bunch what was your favorite episode of the brady bunch christopher knight you know we have a totally different take being asked this question because we actually have memories of the shooting of the show, right. not the show as it's assembled and watched. Uh, so uh, my my favorites have nothing to do with the show itself, have to do with the experience of shooting the show. Sure. Um, so, of course, Hawaii comes up because we got to leave uh, the stage. Mm-hmm. We got into the sun and we got to Hawaii and I'd never been. Um, and as you know, for shows that didn't have that special wrinkle, uh, you know, my favorite episode was probably um, any episode that brought us farm animals or the frogs because they provided me an opportunity to gross Maureen out. <laughs> was that the goal of everybody to gross Maureen McCormick out? Oh, she was, it was, she was, and I was, I mean, I was all that. I was all about making sure I got under her skin. Um, and she was very easy. She had very thin skin, and she was grossed out very easily. So she was very easy to tease. Um, and I was relentless. And we, we had this special relationship. Her mom couldn't drive, and she didn't live that far from where we live. Mm. So we'd pick her up every day and, and drive her in and drive her home. And that's an extra hour each way. That's an extra two hours a day that we spend together. And, of course... I'm a messenger for whatever message Barry wanted to deliver to Maureen. Right. Um, and, 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 and the reciprocal, I was, I was also bringing messages back from Maureen to Barry. So it was a very interesting place to be. And then the whole time it allowed me um, to have that proximity so that I could um, 
make fun of her girlishness. She was, she was, she was just um, sugar and spice and everything nice and just everything girly. Yeah. And that was so. I was so against that. I was so not that that it was important to break it down. So I got to ask you, um, and again, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Christopher Knight, um, of course, from the Brady Bunch and so much more. And, and um, we're super excited to celebrate him for 12 Days of Christmas. But Christopher, so like uh, like a lot of my generation, Colleen and I are both about the same age. Um, we're both early 40s. You know, uh, the Brady Bunch was just a, a requisite part of our growing up, and we were both raised on television. So specifically, you guys had, you know, a very special place in sort of our, you know, development um, because we were watching reruns on the regular. It's so different now. TV is so completely different and you're still you know you still have to be around television and people who are in television or having conversations about television because of your role in it do you like what are the things that you sort of see from where you've come uh having done such an iconic part of classic you know that classic television era when you flip on the tv today like what's just maybe like one or two takeaways from where you think we're at in the world today well firstly i i i'd add you were already in this arc that has uh, seen such change in television um, consumption from, I mean, you watched it as, um, you know, in reruns after school, yep. sometimes in, in a block, mm-hmm. uh, which was the beginning, the very beginning of binge watching. A cable right at the, the forefront of cable. Uh, and, you know, we essentially produced it at a time when there were three networks. Uh, and three channels that the entire nation, which at the time was only 200 million, mm-hmm. uh, thrown by a third, uh, watching one of those three channels. Uh, so, you, you know, having um, 30 million, 50 million eyeballs watching you uh, was, was, was quite frequent. Not, not, I mean, today, it, you're, you're lucky if you get 20 million uh, watching any one particular show. So there was, there was true broadcasting back then. Now, um, because of that, I do believe that um, I certainly have appreciation for classic television, but I do believe the material has gotten better. Um, there's more opportunity. There's more creative, more room for the creativity, um, less controls on the creativity. And because that creativity now is able to uh, appeal to a narrower audience, it's more specific for that audience uh, and doesn't have to care so much about the uh, carrying a broad audience. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that because of that, television uh, has gotten more sophisticated in some cases. It's certainly got more banal, more juvenile in others, but there's an audience for everything. Um, and to the point that we don't even need actors to be those who we're now fans of. Sure. Uh, sure. You know, and, and that we're you know, we're now into this period of time when social media really is, uh, Facebook really is the, the ability of everyone to have their own channel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Their Facebook page is their channel is them. And it's all about them. But that brings to mind for me that what's draw, what's, what's driving that. And and I believe what's driving that is, is because we live in such a, a competitive and populated world anonymity is death Mm. um and what's interesting to note about anonymity uh if you're a big star who has all this your job is garnering attention you have no need for a facebook 
Mm. You want to you need a, you you want to switch to turn it off, and there is no switch when you're a celebrity sure. to turn it off. So you're not necessarily yearning for more attention profile. Yeah, you need you need and want the anonymity when the rest of the world and its current runs counter to that. Mm. That's fascinating. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. And um, I just, you know, we've, we're, we're running out of time, but I just want to say from the very bottom of my Brady heart, um, thank you so oh, much. Can we just tell him, Christopher yeah. Knight again, um, that Colleen, the, my co-host from the Colleen and Bradley show, she actually arrived on planet Earth with the last name. Brady. And that's why I became obsessed with the Brady Bunch is because I was teased as a child because my last name was Brady. They would always, I would walk into a room, you probably know how this feels, and everybody would sing the Brady Bunch theme song to me. And I decided the way I was going to deal with that was to become obsessed with all things Brady um, to the point that I could probably clean up in Brady trivia if I played against all of you Brady kids. <laughs> oh, you could get, oh, most definitely you could, you could clean up. It's not like I was paying attention to the trivia. Right. <laughs> so I do just have to thank you. This is like a childhood dream of mine to be able to talk to you. And of course, um, the, the fact that I got to meet Barry Williams uh, this past summer, and we hope to add to my collection. Yeah, why don't you come out to the state fair next year or something like that, and we'll <laughs> and we'll uh, make it happen. I'll, I'll have my people call you. Sounds there great. You go. We'll we'll be there. Perfect. If you're ever in the Twin Cities, though, please, you are a guest. You are uh, the, our door is open to you. I tell you what, because of the business I'm in, um, and having Target as one of our our, our customers, I am in the Twin Cities. So. Um, if I'm ever there, I'll make sure to let you know. Okay. You absolutely should. Ah, be. He's coming someday. I mean, he said maybe he was being nice, probably. Okay, fine. Well, we can, we'll nickel and dime that after this. Great interview, though. Yeah, it was fun. That was Christopher Knight. He's uh, was uh, one of our Chris's on our 12 Days of Chris's. We'll be back after this with a little cheat day action on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. We're calling B. Arthur. We're going to get her on the record. The shocking news revealed an hour ago that uh, NASA has identified Alexis's home planet. The news coming out of NASA is the fact that they've identified a life-sustaining planet, <laughs> and we found out that that planet is Alexis's home planet. And, and we, have, we have reason to believe that the mothership, the mothership is coming back to get her. May we have oh. a comment? May we have a comment on the record uh, from Hubbard Broadcasting. How do we feel about the mothership? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
coming back to get a Lexus. It's about time. <laughs> rude! Rude! <laughs> Alexis, you don't belong here. Oh. <laughs> okay. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of people you would want to be stuck talking to at a party. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It's cheat day on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We are streaming live at MyTalk1071.com and we are doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, and we are about to cheat on our diets. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Yes, on Fridays, <laughs> we throw caution to the wind and we try something new that we we try it for you, so you don't have to try it yourself. And then we let you know how it is, so you can either buy it or not buy it. Woo! It's cookies! What is it? What kind? Apple Pie Limited Edition Areas. Areas. Oh my god, you've already got it in your damn mouth. We don't have a lot of time. You're supposed to tell people what it looks like, what it smells like. Oh my god. It's like you... I get so frustrated with you sometimes. We don't have a lot of time. That doesn't mean We spent so much time with Christopher Knight. I'm doing my job. I'm trying the thing. Okay. Well, how does it taste? Well, I'm not going to tell you yet. Oh. <laughs> it has a graham cracker cookie. And then the innards are supposed to be kind of cinnamony apple flavored. Uh, this is a special edition Oreo. Uh, they had it alongside, I think, like the pumpkin spice ones and the cookie butter ones, which you guys tried yesterday. No, last week. L- I mean, last week. Sorry. Um Okay, they, they smell uh, apple pie. I have to tell, put it in your mouth, and I'll tell you what I think while you're eating it. Oftentimes, when they do these special flavors, the 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 cream part tastes super chemically to me, which makes it not taste good to me. These are, but they don't taste like chemicals. It doesn't really taste like apple pie, but it doesn't taste bad. I like it. I don't want to eat the whole thing, but I would eat, you know, about six more. <laughs> what you did there With was hilarious. Tea. You're like, I like it. I don't like it, but I like it mostly, but not all the way. Well, I don't want to eat the whole. I would. If you Look, if you gave me a lie. whole package of Oreos, you and I'd I eat the whole. They're in the prep room. We'd eat the whole damn bag. Yeah, that's true. Um, they're not bad. Uh, the apple part. I did eat the apple filling uh, separately. It was a little like fake apple-y, mm-hmm. but I think if you eat it together, it's mm-hmm. a better combo. Did you get a chance? <laughs> you have apple on your lip. There you go. Okay. Did you eat the, did you get a chance to eat the cookie butter ones? They were delicious. Those are, I, honestly, I think those are my favorite uh, flavored Oreos so far. I would say about these ones, these would be good for like. How many Cobras? A dessert platter at a tea. So I'm going <laughs> to give it three Cobras. I'll give it three Cobras. Yeah. Dessert platter at tea. I'm just saying, if next you're having, time you have me over for tea, we'll put out a platter a of these. When we come back, we've got some D bags for you on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. I'm going to finish eating this now. My talk 1071. Everything. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Entertainment. Jaden Smith is a D bag. Why? I'm going to tell you in a minute on the Colleen because. Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer, And these are your D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. 
of the day. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to give it to Jaden Smith. But honestly, really, Jaden Smith and his whole entourage. Okay? So, apparently, this is this was uh, reported in page six. So, I don't know. I put a little... I put some credibility on that, right? Somebody overheard Jaden Smith, who, of course, is the son of Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, mm. um, having a conversation with a collab- collaborator in his, what he calls his MSFTS rep crew. Okay. I don't know what that stands for, but it doesn't matter. Um, Willow Smith, his sister, is also in this crew. And uh, the 19-year-old, Jaden Smith, was overheard talking with another crew member whose name looks to be spelled T-O. It's... There's a T and an E and an O, but before the T is an upside down question mark, there is an accent over the E, which probably makes it Teo, and then there's a question mark at the end. So there's sort of a creative spelling of Teo. Anyway, they're having a conversation. They're on a beach in Miami, and this is what the spy overhears. They're uh, talking about... Uh, what they're going to do for their next video for his next song project. Okay. The spy says ideas thrown out between Jaden Smith and his friends ranged from Batman to Aquaman to birds, space, shape shifting. And at some point a pot of gold was mentioned. Mm -hmm. Jaden apparently made some suggestions and Teo responded. (sighs) It's the ultimate question in life. And the answer is silence. So Jaden told Teo to make some mood boards. He said, you don't have to really tell the story. You just have to know the story. And that's why you'll make your your mood board. And then Jaden also expressed that in higher levels, there's really no good or evil. Oh, what does that sound like? Uh, Scientology. Thank you. Uh, And then the witness who, who witnessed this whole conversation and passed it along to page six said, it didn't really make any sense to me, but they'd simultaneously be like, that makes total sense. And then Teo was like, I'll shape shift into a tree. And Jane was like, that's tight. Stop. Stop these children, you guys. Everybody, we need to stop them. We need to save them from no, themselves. No, Okay, so here's the thing. They are allowed to be children. I do not begrudge them this. They are. He's what, 19 now? Mm-hmm. He's not a child. He's, an, he's a pre-adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-adult. They should just call it that. It's a new thing. You're welcome. Um, okay, so... That's fine. I made up, I, at one point, uh, dressed up in a white onesie, uh, head to toe, like a, you know, one of those bodysuits. Yeah. Totally, you know, like all white bodysuit, just my face sticking out. Uh-huh. Like, With the hood. And then I had two of my girlfriends wearing all black. And we did a, we did a performance art piece where we were, uh, became an Oreo cookie while we were singing uh, the Oreo cookie song. Lovely. Right? O-R-E-O. And by the time we got to the O-R-E-O, I was lying in between them. Oh. Because they were the chocolate cookie wafers, and I was the adorable, delicious, cream-filled middle. Okay. My point is... Were you double stuff or just the regular? Well, you tell me. (laughs) I... But my point is... I encourage creativity. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you mix creativity with millions and millions of dollars and, and too much control and, and famous parents and the Church happen. of Scientology yep. off to the side, it, it, you do not need to, n- none of us should have to endure that. Yeah. 
children plus money is not appropriate. I am really on a crusade now. I think I'm going to start a campaign to keep people from uh, going giving into, money to children. Yes, yeah, literally. Like you, not all children. Children in need, they can still have money. But, no, I'm going <laughs> to steal money from all children. Yes, I that's going to be my to campaign. Clarify. No, what I'm saying is, children cannot work in careers where they can become famous. Oh, period. Interesting. Because I don't think it does them any good. And if if rich people have children, those children need to go to public school, mm-hmm. and they cannot have anything nice. He's spoken. I mean, just look at the track record. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, J- I would say Jaden Smith and uh, Willow Smith are like the most egregious offenders mm, right now. For sure. People who think that they're, um, you know what, doesn't, you know, Stink. you know what, exactly. <laughs> but they just really, honestly, they think like they've got it all figured out and the rest of us morons yeah, don't understand so their art. We're we not on an elevated plane like them. It's like, oh yeah, well actually, guess what? Because we were out here trying to survive. Yeah, like I'm over here trying to pay my bills. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. I don't have the luxury of sitting around wishing I could shape shift into a tree. Right. Put that on a billboard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Jane Smith, you're a D bag. Oh, God. Sorry, I not sorry. A privileged children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can we talk about Matt Lauer? Yeah, sure. He's my D bag. Well, for so many reasons, but why specifically well, today? Okay. It's just sort of a generic D bag story. Here's the headline. <laughs> Matt Lauer might lose his $9.2 million oh, New Zealand God. ranch. Stop it. I don't care. <laughs> Who cared? Oh my gosh. Who wanted to know this? He might lose Ugh. his $9.2 million New Zealand ranch. But I do got to give props to New Zealand because this is amazing. So regulators in New Zealand are d- deciding whether or not the Today Show anchor um, can keep his uh, $9.2 million New Zealand ranch. That is awesome. Because they have... A good character requirement. Oh, um, that is so cool. I love that. Uh, apparently, according to the Overseas Investment Office, New Zealand requires all foreign investors to be, quote, of good character. And the government agency is now reviewing the agreement that Matt Lauer uh, has. So government owned land can only be leased, not bought in New Zealand, which considers it a privilege for overseas person to own or control its assets. Lauer spent an estimated nine point two million dollars to lease a twenty seven thousand acre farm called Hunter Valley Station from some holding agency, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I just love that they're like, yeah, so you're gross. And that means you don't get to have a nine point two million dollar ranch. Yeah. By the way, can I just, can we enact like a good character rule, just generally speaking, in our country for the people who were born here? I'm just saying. Yeah, no, we certainly can. There's only one problem. I know. That would have to be passed by our government. Have you met them? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no, I haven't met them, but I've seen what they're trying to do. Yeah. And talk about good character. Mm Mm-hmm. Or not. Oh, man. That just... But you know what? Again, uh, boo-hoo, poor Matt Lauer. He can't keep his New Zealand ranch. Goes back to that conversation we were having earlier about the fact that, you know, he's suffering consequences, but his life has by no means been ruined. 
The fact no, that uh, he's a person, person who can afford a $9.2 million ranch, and the only reason he doesn't get to keep it is because New Zealand is like, we don't like your kind here. Guess what? What? You know what Matt Lauer could do? What? He could, uh, I don't know, do a cable access show if he really wanted to be on TV again. But guess what else he could do? Just sit a and job. do nothing? No. He oh. could, well, yes, oh, yeah. he could sit and do nothing because he's already got tons of money. But if he wanted to go out and get a job, he could get a job. Yeah. Nobody's keeping him from getting a job. Right. You know, I mean... He lost something, sure. Nobody's he trying might to not say have he very good references. I'm just saying. He lost something, you guys, is because he of the things that he did. It's not for no reason, right? And it's certainly the higher the thing, the deeper the thing, right? Yes, the higher the thing, the deeper the thing. Yeah, the greater Everybody the fall. The, the higher you go, the greater the fall. Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. I, who thinks that Matt Lauer is being treated unfairly? Yeah, I mean, I hope nobody. But you I want to meet hear one things. person. I want to meet. Uh, I want to meet someone who thinks any of the men we have talked about on this show who've uh, been removed from whatever position they're in um, was unfair. That that it was unfair. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I'll throw it out there. Fine. I'd be curious to hear. I mean, I, I have a feeling I know what people are going to say, but um, well, I'm curious to let's, hear it. Let's see what happens. How yeah, about like we do what that? What man in Hollywood that we have talked about or in this country has been removed or lost his job? Do you feel it was done so unfairly? Okay, and I just want to say removed or lost his job. Can we use that caveat? Yeah. Versus decided to step down. Can we just, like, yeah, just because I don't want to wade into those waters. They're going to give those anyway, but that's fine. fine. 651-641-1071. We'd like to talk to you if you feel like the consequences that are uh, that are being sort of doled out for people who have been uh, offenders are unfair yeah okay six five one six four one one oh seven one if we get a call we'll talk to that person if we do not get a call i'm gonna drop some signs on you how about that we'll be back after this on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 it's the santa project presented by great wolf lodge hey thanks everybody who stopped by our live santa stop at envision on wednesday it was so much fun to see you all trying on glasses hanging out it was great and guess what we're wrapping up our 10th annual santa project this saturday with a live shop girls broadcast at the galleria from 11 to 1 for christmas i want Hatchimals. Mom's Star Wars action figures. I like Hot Wheels cars. If you want to make a toy donation to the Ronald McDonald House, please do so by Saturday. You could either stop by the live broadcast or find one of the donation sites on our website. Use my talk keyword Santa. On behalf of the family spending the holidays at Ronald McDonald House, on behalf of everyone here at my talk, and on behalf of Santa Claus, who you really helped out for the 10th straight year, we say thank you. The radio home of, wow, they lasted five years. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Seems that we found the person who believes that the consequences being doled out to people who've been accused of sexual uh, misconduct are maybe slightly too harsh. Okay. We're going to talk to her on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming, streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, we are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer, And uh, we were just talking in the last segment specifically about Matt Lauer. Bradley shared a story about how he is being forced to give up his New Zealand ranch, $9 million New Zealand ranch, yep. because New Zealand has a policy about being uh, in good standing, being a good 
What do they call it? You have to have good character. Good character in order to lease land in their nation if you are a a foreign person, as Matt Lauer would be to New Zealand. Um, So they're reviewing him right now. We talked a little bit about the consequences that people are um, are being uh, are being are suffering from because of the choices that they made. And, And Bradley said, I'd like to talk to the person who thinks that these consequences are too unfair harsh or too unfair. harsh yep. and sharon called so let's go to the phones hi sharon hey thanks um so i come from 12 years of being in the film business in canada now hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm here. So it's not like I'm not familiar with all this stuff and all these goings on. It's just that it scares me a little that um, uh, People are being judged and um, allegations are coming in and they're not getting a chance to uh, do due process. Mm-hmm. It's, it reminds me of um, uh, witch hunts mm-hmm. where, where it just kept going on. People just said whatever. And I think that Al Franken, for example, mm-hmm. had a good idea. He wanted to be investigated and he wasn't given the chance and he had no other recourse but to just resign. So it, 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 I, it's not so much, I think it's just that no one's being given a chance to truly defend themselves in a court sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And that is scary. You know, it's interesting, Sharon, and um, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And I knew somebody was going to bring up Al Franken. I really think and. I, I, it, it's probably an easy dodge for me, but I, I almost would rather stick with you know people in Hollywood because I think there's a difference between um, someone who has a job in Hollywood and a person who's in politics because politics is so different in terms of what people are willing to put up with and and like this notion of people res, um, resigning their positions um, is a little I think the the math is a little different in mm-hmm. politics, Be, uh, but I understand being a public servant. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I feel like doing that as a privilege, it's not a right. So like if, if you have to go back to the private sector and write books and make millions of dollars to do what you did before, I'm probably not too concerned about those consequences. Um, if, yes, if, but this is starting to hit all aspects of, uh, of work. I mean, it really is. And so, um, this is a bigger issue than it started out to be. Yeah. And still, no one is being allowed. People are being fired. Things are changing. And no one has been allowed to stand up for themselves. And it was interesting about now, I can't even remember who it was, that, that uh, the guy that did the documentary with the mm-hmm. uh, hamburgers. Morgan yeah, Spurlock. Spurlock. And it was true. He missed the point. Mm-hmm. There, people are missing the point. Yeah. It, did the woman say, did she change her mind? I mean, I still don't believe in victims, but did she actually say to him, and uh, I changed my mind, let's do it? 
So I right, and the guy didn't get it. Okay, so to so, to that to what I would say to that, Sharon, honestly, is when you when you said um, people aren't getting a chance to uh, to I don't I can't I'm not saying your words exactly, but they're not getting their chance to plead their case, basically. Due process. Due yeah. process. I would disagree with that in the sense that um, these are not these things are not necessarily things that are going to play out in a court of law for a number of well, reasons, of, one of them being the statute of limitations. Yeah, a lot of times they just can't. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but I do think, especially in the case of celebrities, they are uh, they're perfectly able to have their say. They have uh, many mechanisms by which to do that, and many of them are using them. And, and while... Yes, but there's no back and forth. There's no, uh, this is what I'm saying, okay, somebody else, there's, there, it, that's scary. There's no one that's actually, um, no court, no, no ability to go back and forth. But but that and presumes... that's the problem. That presume, mm-hmm. and, and again, I get what you're saying, but that presumes that that person, well, that the consequence is somehow permanent and that um, the truth could never come to light. I think what you're worried about is that somebody could be wrongly accused and then have lost um, or had their career damaged in some yes, ways. That, and and is the that... way the system works is that they'd rather uh, let somebody off than ever be wrongly accused. That's the way the system was set up. I mean, we have to have some system in this world. So but, that's the way it's set up, and I don't mm. think that's being taken into consideration. But when it comes to when it comes to Hollywood, you know, obviously, um, the entertainment industry works on different rules in the sense that if they if they feel oh, it's a, it's their own world. Yeah. Right. So, like, if they feel that a person they're working with doesn't have an image that they want people to see because they're concerned it's going to hurt their bottom line like those decisions are far different than say you or i well i don't know what your job is but but don't you see it's the same thing that they're still going to the bottom line they don't care about the truth they care about what what the social consciousness will feel or what it appears to be true unless that's where their bottom line is they'll lose they'll lose advertising dollars well that's just the world sadly that's just the world we live in now if something if something was happening illegally that a person was not allowed redress so if somebody was wrongly accused and had something taken away um illegally then i would imagine they would have legal resource uh legal recourse to um argue with that the problem is those decisions are made daily. I mean, in my very own job, if if my bosses believed that people didn't like me enough to be on the air for whatever reason, they would rightly have the ability to let me go, and I would have no recourse. Mm-hmm. You'd have recourse, but in the bottom uh, line is it wouldn't make any difference. They still wouldn't hire you back. Yeah. yeah, yeah but At that... least in my business, it's different. I groom dogs, and so if, if I'm doing something that isn't good, I'll just get bit. Yes. <laughs> Sharon, I, I just want to thank you so much for calling and for having this conversation with us. Um, I, I really do think it's we important. It. We really do. And I thank you for calling, Sharon. And I do think it's important to be able to have conversations oh, about sure. this yeah. because, it, you know, you can get very used to the view that you have and that the people around you have, uh, but know that there might be somebody out there with an opposing view and not necessarily have the opportunity to have a civil conversation about it. I think, well, yeah, and I'm I'm glad that we were able to have a civil conversation about it. I also think, too, that um, uh, we, and we do this all the time, right? We listen to celebrity stories, we have opinions about them, and we base them on our own lives and our mm-hmm. own perspectives, because that's where we come from. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the world of celebrities is totally different. It's yeah. not the same as you and I. And if if I saw that there were cases where somebody was denied something um, based on a lie, then I would feel bad for that person and I would expect that the error would be corrected. But again, I don't know that I've seen that yet. Like, I haven't seen the case where somebody was denied due process. Right. Um uh, and taken and had something taken away unfairly in a way that isn't taken away daily. I mean, think about all the people who are, you know, Michael Strahan. Well, no, he didn't get fired from his job. But think of celebrities who get fired from their jobs daily because mm-hmm. the people that are in positions of power make decisions that they don't want that person to be seen. They don't want that person to they think that person's a drag on their bottom line. Think about Ann Curry. I mean, well, yeah. there was also some stuff going on behind the scenes there. But, you know, there are reasons why people who we like and care about um, get moved or taken from one place to another. And it all has to do with how they can sell that yeah. person. And I think Harvey Weinstein is a totally different example in the sense that there is probably legal action that's going to be taken against him. Um, but again, I think... I'm totally open to the idea that we could go too far. I just don't I don't feel like we've seen that yet. No, and in fact to to our earlier point in the show, we we talked a little bit about how we have fallen into the trap of almost giving them too much leeway, people too much leeway when the first or second allegation comes out. We want to believe the best in people. And can we also say that when it comes to witch hunts, witch hunts were actually fabricated stories in order to remove people from positions of power. Mm-hmm. Nobody has shown me again, and there may be one or two examples, because the the, the actual math, if you believe um, social scientists, is that roughly about 3% of accusations are untrue. It's not that they don't happen, it just doesn't happen most of the time. Yeah. Um, but nobody has proven that yet. So again, I just feel like we're worried about something, rightly so perhaps. Yeah, that's not happening yet. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. You guys, we have the identity of the family who watched the B movie 357 times. And Netflix gave us that information. We'll talk about her, who she is after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Everything. You can breathe. You can blink. You can cry. Hell. You're all going to be doing that. Entertainment.